Steph Curry wasn't happy with fouling out for the first time this season and threw his mouthpiece in disgust, which got him ejected uh, from the game for the first time in his career. Steph wasn't the only Curry family member who was fired up. His wife, Aisha, had the following to say on Twitter. I've lost all respect. Sorry, this is absolutely rigged for money or ratings. I'm not sure which. I won't be silent. Just saw it live. Sorry. She quickly deleted that tweet, then went on to say this. Police racially profiled my father and told him to remove credentials and tried to arrest him. It's been a long night for me. I apologize. And of course, it was a long night because this is what she tweeted before the game. Ten minutes till game time, and the whole team's families are sitting here on a bus. They won't let us in yet. Interesting tactic, though, again. And Curry and Steve Kerr each were fined 25K. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jay. I'm with Welly Fonzarelli. This is the No Boundaries Podcast. And before we talk about anything else, this is an NBA episode, first and foremost. But let me tell you why my prediction of Cleveland in six was right. Did or did they not win game six? Oh, they did win. You are, yeah. You right so technically, through six games, I was kind of right that the Cavs won six. Because I, I said they'd win in six, game six. You know, anything else is overtime to me. So, so game seven is just kind of like overtime for me. That's, 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 yeah, yeah, that's the story I'm, a, I'm, gonna tell. Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, that's whatever yeah. foolishness you have. <laughs> <laughs> that's the story I'm gonna tell. I mean, we got one more game left, and it don't look too good for Golden State. You don't think so? Bogut, Bogut, they, they, they defensive back, they defensive backbone is is out there right now. I mean, Bogut gone, and um, Iguodala he needs he needs uh, probably steroid shots in his back. It just they, it don't look good for him right now. Clay playing lights out. Steph is playing mediocre to me, even though he putting thirty on the board. But at the same, it's a quiet thirty. Yeah, it's it, a but quiet to me, 30. but to me, only thing that's different between how he's playing right now and in the regular season. I think in the regular season he does more. He takes more risk and he does more a lot more flashy shit because everybody isn't uh, all that you know all going out their way to really try to stop him because every game in the regular season isn't important. Every game in the playoffs is important. So you're getting a different type of defense. And like most people say, Kyrie wasn't there last year. Blah blah blah. Either way it goes, no excuses. Cavs win. It ain't like we finna say, oh, okay. Steph knee, Steph knee hurt. And Bogan was hurt. gone. We're not going to use them the excuses. So they, Cavs just got their ass handed to them in six, in six last year. There, there's no asterisks. It's no, no asterisk. exactly. It's no asterisk. I mean, if Golden State, if Golden State lose, they lose. Like I told, like I said before, it don't bother me either way. I still think Golden State a better team, especially when they had 100. percent But unfortunately, this is professional basketball. These ball folks playing on a high level, and they playing 80 plus games. I don't see nobody playing 80 plus games being 100% in every single game. Maybe Draymond because he's a different type of guy. Because it it's crazy to know that he's never missed a game. He, he's rugged. He's, yeah, he's, he's but rugged. That's, that's the type of guy he is. But at the same time, I still think it takes away from you on one end of the court. It's either you're going to be 100% every game on offense or 100% every game on defense. And we know Steph Curry now. He's 100%. Every game throughout the uh, regular season on offense, because he barely plays any D. Well, I think also they they've been knocking Curry down. They've been holding him. They 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 frustrated him. 
they've been able to frustrate him. So yeah, he's he still pops off on, on offense and do whatever, but then they take him on the defensive end. Okay, boom, we're gonna switch. We're trying to switch and get you on LeBron. We're attacking you every time. So whoever you're guarding, we're gonna use them to attack you. So if you got guarding Kyrie, we're gonna have Kyrie attack you. And that's and, and I think that's what's what's really affecting them is that he's being attacked. Clay He's been con- Clay's been consistent, and like I, I, in the last I, three, I, in the last, I three, used to bash has. on Clay, but Clay's been consistent. But it's not it's not an effective consistent though. No, it's not an effective consistent. You know, it's no. like it's almost like I feel like why is he even wasting time? I, I don't. I'm not even mad at him for walking off the court yesterday with four seconds left. I I, I would have left too. Yeah, it's like y'all as a as a collective team, y'all not doing shit. So why waste your time giving your all? You know. But I, I also look at in the um, last four seconds. Yeah. Harrison, where did Harrison Barnes go? I don't know, man. Some who knows, man. Where like, is Harrison first, first two games, I felt like he was decent, and then it's just like he's kind of kind of reminded me of that Harrison Barnes from uh from last from last year's finals. Like, why are you even on the court? Harrison, but, Harrison Barnes, let's see, last, he has sixteen minutes, no points. He, I mean, shots he shot though zero for eight from the field. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, one thing I'm gonna say though, and he was missing wide open shots. Yeah. But the thing is, with that, something's affecting his rhythm. I, I don't remember how he was in Game Five, but something's affecting his his rhythm to the point where he just can't get it going in Cleveland. And once again, like I said, I do believe Golden State is a better team. We're talking about somebody that if he hit those eight shots, that's a different that's a that's a difference in the ball game. If he hit if he at least went six for eight, but he took eight shots and he missed them. I got more respect for a guy that takes eight shots and misses them. And gets on the court for 16 minutes and contributes absolutely nothing. Yeah. He contribute, he contributed negatively to their field goal percentage, but at the same time, he kind of had the Kobe mentality. I got to keep shooting until I hit, and it's just unfortunate that he didn't hit. So I'm not mad at him, but it really sucks to see that he's not getting his rhythm going. You know who had the right mentality? Kevin Love. What did, what did Kevin Love do? One for three from the field, seven points in 12 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that kid did with the uh, trash can, he deserves to be that trash. Hey, can, he's bro. he's he's not he's not he's not big three. He's I, not. I think he knows that. I think Cleveland knows that. We all know that. You know, he came in. He got he got a solid points. Richard Jeff- Jefferson still played thirty two minutes. He only scored three points. However, but his defense is what makes the difference. And like you mentioned earlier, that Steph he he hasn't been playing the flashy game that he normally plays. When I seen him attempt flashy passes. They were 100% off, went straight to the defense, straight turnovers. So he's not playing like himself. He's uptight. And I said, earlier I would have said, you know, if the finals ended game five, Kyrie Irving would have been my MVP. He would have got my vote. Now I have to switch that to LeBron. He gets my MVP Because he did vote. 41 twice. He did 41 twice, but he's filling up the stat sheet. He's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's leading everything. He's stealing. He's, he's blocks. He's, he's doing everything. He's showing that he's the best player in the world. Best player in the world. And, and I still believe the best team in the world should win against one player because Kyrie, to me, disappeared in the second half. Yeah, very, very. Yesterday, true. yeah, well, yes, uh, game six. He came, he came. I did. What did he have? He like had 16, twenty in the first half. Was cool. 20, yeah, but in 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 the, in the second half, he with three points. I think two points off a of tech. But but also also you look at LeBron ran off eighteen straight points. Hey, I can't. Hey, man. I, like I said, I mean, it, it's nice to see. And and in that situation, that man's hot. Give him the yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Golden I mean, State has messed that up because Clay's been hot, and they stopped giving him the ball. Yeah, true. You need to keep giving that man the ball. I, I honestly feel like, but. Once again, I think 
Golden State has a better chance of their starting five getting hot before Cleveland's starting five gets hot. Especially I on the road. I think, road. I think Tristan Thompson next game, game seven, is going to have a decent game because nobody, you ain't got no bogus there to stop him no more. No, nah, he's still going to get his double-double. He's going to get his double-double. But my thing is, is Kyrie and LeBron, is LeBron going to give you another 40? It's very possible. It's LeBron. But is Kyrie, or Kyrie Kevin Love, and Jared Smith going to show up? I think in Game Seven, it's not gonna, it's not, they're, they're not gonna be able to have this lopsided game. I think Cleveland is gonna have to dominate the game as a team, and it's not gonna be just this referees kind of missing certain calls or saying, "Oh, we're gonna get tough at the end of the game." See, I'm, that's why I don't really like professional sports sometimes because it's like, why do y'all feel just because it's the more important part of the season that, oh, okay, we're gonna get tougher on calls now? Be consistent. What's wrong with being consistent? Nothing because wrong with being consistent. if you're consistent, nobody's looking. Nobody's gonna say things like, "Oh, I think uh, it's rigged." And I don't think anybody thinks it's rigged from an NBA standpoint. They just really feel like the the referees are down there bullshitting us because they want to see a certain type of game. It's a possibility. But I, I look at it like this: I I, I read um, what Jamel Hill posted on on Facebook, and then I also listened to Bomani Jones' show, and it makes a lot of sense. Why would the NBA rig the game when they already got they check? Exactly. That's they what I'm saying. They the NBA as a whole, it doesn't yeah. make sense. They already got they check. ABC didn't already cut them that check. And they're going to make another 50 off of uh, Steph and, and Steve. So an, an, Another. And then at the same time, maybe the teams make a little bit more in revenue. Okay, you got to go back to Oracle. You know, that, that's more ticket sales. I, I'm sure they're not just letting people in quick and, long, NBA, quick and Loans Arena for, for free. So it's not the NBA. It's, it's just... You know, and I, and then at the same time, I don't see that as being rigged. I don't I don't see them having that power because you can't come out and say, all right, we're gonna let LeBron score forty one. We're gonna foul um, Steph Curry out. We're gonna make Harrison Barnes go zero for eight. We're gonna make Kevin Love only score seven points. We're gonna call a take here. That's just too much movement, too many variables to say that this game is rigged. So it's it's never crossed my mind that it's rigged. It's hard for me to believe that home court advantage is making such a big difference though. It's very hard for me to believe that, but apparently it's happening. I mean, from what I'm looking at, once again, it's yeah. When I yeah, I listen to what you say. It's just it doesn't make any sense for the NBA to do something like that. But man, consistency, consistency eliminates all this. Consistency has it to where you're like, hey, I have no reason to think that it's rigged. But it's sad to hear it come from an NBA player's wife. But that's to, that's 2016. This is the right. This is the route we're going. Everybody acting like Aisha Curry, the first person to say something like this. Shit, who, who knows if uh LeBron LeBron's wife wasn't thinking this in her head? We don't know LeBron's wife. Like just because a person isn't putting their every thought on Twitter, Instagram, and all this other stuff, doesn't mean that oh this person is is such a good person. No, they probably just are more traditional and prefer to talk shit in their home, like most people do. People don't feel the need to express themselves on on the interweb, but the thing is, people don't put Aisha Curry on such on this on this high pedestal, and they're giving her this platform, and she gonna talk shit. Actually, I don't even think they've just put Aisha Curry on this pedestal. The they put the Curry family yes, and the on the daughter. Pedestal. I'm like Jesus. Look, but then take a second look. Let's look at the James family. 
it's, it's kind of like they're trying to play good and evil, but there really isn't too much evil over here with the James family. Yo. LeBron hasn't, isn't in any kind of trouble. That he's, we know of. That we know of, as, as, as with Steph. You know, everybody says, you know, Steph has these Christian beliefs and everything, and, and he's publicized that. I don't even that. know what LeBron James I don't, is. I don't know. You, you know, know what I'm he, saying? He, he, he doesn't publicize that. He's, he's very good in his PR. Exactly. He's very good in his PR, but he stays out of trouble. Each each right, he does a lot of lot of good for the community, but you don't see that. You they, they just kind of sp- spin LeBron as this LeBron, evil. LeBron LeBron is evil simply because of the, the decision. That's really what his that, whole career is based evil. off. That's of. That's all his evil. But in all honesty, I mean, we just don't know enough about LeBron, and that's how. I mean, I hate to say this, but that's how some most Capricorns are. I mean, me and LeBron birthday a day apart, so. I just I understand how most Capricorns think, and and as a Capricorn, when I tell people stuff, I space it out. Like exactly. this person might know something, this person might know something, this person might know something, but very few people know enough about me to put together. It's, a, a and that's song. just how I roll. And it's I mean you know sometimes you prefer it that way. And I kind of think that the limelight or the spotlight hit the Currys in a way in a, in a time in a time period. Cause you gotta realize when LeBron was at his at his height, social media wasn't this powerful. The, the the height of the Currys came at the height of you know this this social media being crazy now. So they're taking full advantage of this. I mean, what do we know about Durant? Like, does Durant even date a girl? I mean, I'm just saying. I know he doesn't brush his hair. We know that. But I mean, it's just certain NBA players we don't know a lot about. I mean, I know Clay Thompson has a, a bulldog or whatever that he told Toronto. But I mean, I know Clay Thompson's brother plays baseball, and this was just found out like last week. Literally last, last week, week for the Dodgers, and yeah. I mean, there's I didn't even know he had a brother. No, I I, I forgot his dad was even in a uh, part of the NBA until I remember when he got drafted. And he was talking, but still, I mean, some people are just more low key than others, and I really feel like. The people that are extroverts and the ones that like like to be out in the open, they're gonna stumble up and they're gonna do things like this. But I don't. I'm not mad at Aisha Curry because Aisha Curry is saying what 50 percent of casual sports fans are saying. It's it's just the reality of it. It ain't like she's the first person to say the NBA ring. Everybody thinks every professional sport is ring. And you root for your team. Exactly. And, you, and, you and, get she's, mad. and she's on another level. She's rooting for her husband. Yes. So it's another level. She honestly, like I said. After the Draymond suspension, you kind of start you you realize the momentum was taken away from Golden State, mm-hmm. and there was even a period of time when I was just sitting there like, I know Golden State can probably win without Draymond, but I guarantee you, without them having the heart of their team there, it's gonna be very very hard to win without Draymond. And when that Draymond suspension to me was a ticky tack situation, it was like. You, you just you know get a somebody gets a foul or something you know this is the NBA this is the NBA finals once again be consistent why are you taking a man for something that to me uh was it warranted a response somebody stepped over you another grown man stepped over your body that warrants a response from anybody just like when what uh what Steph Curry did game 6 he's pissed off he's human He's going to get mad. He threw his legendary mouthpiece at somebody. I'm just saying, though, that's a reaction. It's an authentic reaction. That's why I kind of laugh at people that be like, you know, oh, you shouldn't curse. You shouldn't do that. When you're in the heat of the moment, there are things that I'm going to expect you to do because you're human. If you don't do it, you know what I'm going to think you're doing? I'm, I'm going to think that you're going to go inside your car and get pissed off and probably punch your steering wheel yeah. because you just bottled it up. It, you 
we're humans. There, there, there is nature, and then there is acting. And I, I personally believe, like LeBron did uh, earlier in the week when he said, "I'm gonna take the high road." He was able to act. He was able to pretend, you know, the high road to us. But who knows what he says in the locker room? He probably was like, "Man, I see a light skinned nigga Clay. He gonna get this ass, man. Come on, man, like." Of course you're going to take the high road when you're in full control. But when emotions take over and the shit is real, you have no control. It sucks to say, but it's just it's the reality of man. When you piss somebody off or somebody's heated or they're frustrated, you're going to see it. It's that simple. And that's and, that, and going into game seven, Steph Curry's heated. That's scary to me. That's very scary. But like Skip Bayless said... She, I don't want to see LeBron mad either because people are saying that LeBron is playing at an angry level right now because of what Clay said. I don't really think what Clay said really even affected him to that point. I feel like what Clay said to me was kind of like was kind of whack, you know. And Clay going off too. So what Clay what Clay said was whack to me because when he got hit with that Mozgov screen and he got that got that that, that stinger in his thigh. He was pissed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, then you can't tell LeBron to man up when 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 Draymond took a swipe at his his manhood. Did he say man up or he said it's a man lead? He said it's a man lead. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is similar. I, I just kind of feel like niggas just be talking. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind. I don't think I don't think LeBron minds any of it. I really think that LeBron has at the point where, like I said, there's more pressure on him. He has to win for his city. I think he's just tired of all the critics. Forget Clay Thompson. I'm tired of the critics, and I don't want to lose to these guys again. Yeah, because I have no excuse. I have no excuse. And and the thing that I notice is that the Cavs go the way of LeBron. When he's out there being passive, they can feel his body language, feel that he's being unsure, then they're unsure. But when he's coming out and he has that energy, he's taking it to the hole, he's not settling for jumpers, or he's not relying on them to do too much, because he'll try to get them involved in the game early. And that, and sometimes that works, and sometimes that doesn't. And lately, the past two games, he's been like, okay, I'm 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 getting myself involved. I'm not getting eliminated tonight. So you know, I'm gonna get me involved. And if you out there wide open, I'm gonna get you involved. But by goddamn, you better hit that shot. Yeah. And and that's the mentality he has to have. This is the this is the LeBron I've seen in Miami. Yeah, definitely. This is I, definitely but, the Miami. There's, there's not had, a lot of talking on yeah. the court. He's just out there. He's he has balling. that glare. He's just yeah. balling. Yeah. The, and, jump, uh, the jumpers falling, the three balls falling. I think it, I think he's about. Rises. I think he's fifty percent in the last um, two games from from the three point line. When you got somebody that's six nine, two sixty, that's shooting the three point ball, and they the biggest person on the court, what the hell are you gonna do? Nothing. Just sit there and watch. What really? you gonna do? Because if you come out there and crowd him on a three, he's gonna blow by you and go to the hole. Quick, he got a quick, quick. fast first step. So quick. Like I mean, really, really, Golden State. They need to just be on. Golden State needs to be on. You can't focus on LeBron. You just need to hit that switch and say, I'm coming out the gate. We're going to fire up on y'all ass. And if that happens, it's over for Cavs. But if they let the Cavs come out the gate, just tearing their ass up like they've been doing these last three games, they're going to lose. I, what I told you in the first quarter, oh, the game over. Yeah. It was 29 It was 29-9. It was, the game was over already. You, you're not finna, you're not, it's, they, they, they battled back, they got it to like eight, six or eight points, but then. But see, that's they, what pissed me off. It was within nine but four minutes and 21 seconds left on the clock. And that little ticky-tack-ass foul they called, they got him fouled out and ejected. I kind of felt like at that, in, them, in them moments, that was unnecessary. All right, 
You talk about the last four minutes of the game and the Warriors that fought back within nine. I ain't saying the Warriors would have won, but the last four minutes of that game would have been a lot more don't competitive. Let, don't let the whistle decide the game. Exactly. But once again, consistency. So if you're going to do that from now on, I want to – man, come on, do it. When I was looking at the stat thing, a couple of Golden State players had like three fouls in like the second quarter. I'm like, Kevin Jesus. Kevin Love picked up two quick. He, he picked up two quick fouls. For, they was, I think, they was I think Kyrie might have picked up two quick fouls. They were blowing that whistle like a mug last, yeah, last so, so I don't I don't know if they wanted to tighten the game up since Draymond was back. I don't know if that was like, you know, all right, we're not going to have it. Draymond ain't foul out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I don't know if that's like, all right, we're going to set the tone early so, you know, we're not going to have this this loose play that we, we, we've been having. But then at the same time, you, you still got Verja out here flopping his ass yep. off and – Pulling down Shump and they button heads. So how tight were you really calling it? Exactly. Did you did you set the tone and then see now if, when you when you say what you just said, it kind of feels like they were being more aggressive but blowing the whistle on the popular on the more key players. Somebody give a shit if Verjao fouls out. Exactly. Nobody cares. But these key players are getting a lot of the whistle, so it goes both ways. It's but people always bring up when LeBron go in the lane, he'll be getting fouled. He's six nine. 260. Do you think he even builds it? I'm just saying, though. Like, it's a it's a foul. But <laughs> it's, it's him. You, what are you going to do? Like, if you counted all the fouls that Shaq got, you know how many how many games we spend watching him just shoot free throws endlessly? Come on. Come on. And then we know LeBron James not that good of a free throw shooter. And we don't want to sit him, see him at the line all day. It's not very – it's not hot. I'm not saying he won't get a lot of M1s. But come on. Certain players, you kind of say – I'm not blowing the whistle on that big ass nigga. He need to tie. He need to stri- you know get big. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just realistic. But the little niggas, because I've seen Steph go in a hole and get hacked like a mug too. And I and I've just seen a lot. To me, I see I'm still seeing a lot of arm flinging, a lot of um getting into the hole. People just it, it, it a lot of tic tac fouls. But I'm just saying, if you're gonna blow it one time, you gotta blow it every time. Yeah. Then you're just gonna slow the game down. That's all you're doing. And nobody, but nobody four really minutes and 21 seconds? You know, I mean, regardless of, 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 of him being the two-time MVP, he's an all-star in this league. Yeah. You don't you don't you don't take the game out of his hands. And that's 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 like nine points? That's three buckets from the Flash Brothers. And that's easy. That's and easy. He, they he, will hit them in and the they transition. Was falling on, and Steph was falling last night. Yeah. I mean, it ain't like they wouldn't falling. So yeah. I'm just like, man. I, I, I hate to say this, but I mean, just going through Instagram, even looking at the comment sections of, of you know, post-game, you know, critique or whatever, all you see is people going back and forth. It ain't real. It's real. Oh, your team lost. So it's like, yeah, all that's common sense. But once again, we wouldn't be having this discussion if you motherfuckers was more consistent. It shouldn't be these professional games, whether it's football, uh, NHL, uh, ML, it shouldn't be decided by an umpire or a ref. It needs to come back. It needs to come down to players playing the game and knowing what they can and can't do. Because if a player is out there doing something that he knows is a foul, I guarantee you a, a player will look at the referee like, yeah, I know I know a foul. You know, so no, they're not. They not. You so still got to argue that sometime. call. You still got to argue that sometime. call. What I do? What I do? Yes. They show the replay. You found the shit out of them. That's exactly yeah, what you did. Yeah. You still got to defend Eventually yourself. Eventually, you're going to have to laugh at yourself. But yeah. that shit that they, they call on step at least once or twice was I, a little bullshit. I said, I said I said about three bullshit fouls. I'm like, really, dude? Like, he reached in. Okay, seriously? Come on. It was And it was one where, like, to me, I've seen him going around screens and people pulling on him and grabbing on him. Those are, those are, he he started playing the defense they've been playing on him, and he, and he but he's not get, he's getting those call, he's getting crazy. called for it. Yeah, so it just looks bad, and I guarantee you, like Stephen A. said, 
I believe that Aisha Curry is an that's his, that's her husband. So she is an extension of of him. So what she's saying when she says what she says, I believe is said inside the household. Mm -hmm. And I believe Steph kind of feels like the Golden State Warriors are not getting their fair play of the father. I don't think it's just Aisha saying, "Oh, I, I, I I've been seeing this forever." She said, "I'm seeing this live." And as soon as she got to the game, she felt like, well, why, why is the family still on the bus? You know what I'm saying? Like, they won't even let us in the arena yet. You know, like, they're treating us like, and, I, and I'm telling you right now, Cleveland, the city of Cleveland is dirty like that. And I really, <laughs> truly believe. I've never been to Cleveland, happened. so I don't know. I don't know. No, I'm, I, I, I'm almost 100% <laughs> sure that it's like that because of the way they did LeBron. That's all the proof yeah, I need of how grimy that city is. And... I'm almost 100 percent sure that things were handled poorly, and a lot of those, a lot of those um, NBA players' families are probably saying the same thing. But with Aisha being the MVP wife, I think she's probably like the team mom, and she's gonna be the one to speak out. And and I guarantee you, with them being these, you know, the, uh, this family of faith, I feel like if they whatever they say, and they they're gonna mean it, and they're gonna back it up. I don't really think that she's going to back away from what she said. I feel like she might apologize if she offended anybody by, you know, as far as NBA uh, NBA owners and, and uh, important people. But I stand by her when she is like any other fan out there and she feels like these refs are, are not doing their job well. And we get that in every sport. So why are we acting surprised when this lady speaks up and says, hey, this is bullshit. I feel like this ain't right. I'm seeing it live. This is bullshit. But she also needs to realize that, hey, this is your husband's job. Mm -hmm. his, the Warriors is a division of his overall job. So you do got to be careful what you say. Oh, definitely. You definitely. Be, be, careful. be careful. But once again, this is 2016. Social media. I don't tweet. I don't have a Twitter. But niggas got screenshots out here. So you can pretty much Twitter turn into Instagram. Yeah. But all I'm saying is. The likelihood of her doing something like that to me, it kind of surprised me, only because the way the image I have of her because of what everybody has, how everybody else has this put pedestal on this pedestal. On. But at the same time, I applaud her because I'm like, she she's like most of the people out there. She's pissed off, and regardless of her position in this world, she's gonna speak out. She she made a mistake. Because her husband is an NBA player and the MVP, but all she what she did, what I think most people do, and I'm really I think what really bothers me the most is in this world, once you get to a certain social status, you can no longer say things. You can no longer go certain places. You can no longer be regular, and that sucks. But once if that's what you ask for. That's what you get. You, you, you know? got to become PC. You, you know, hey, you, you. All the time. You you, you married the, the the hot guy in college. He the hot guy in the NBA now. So you just live and you learn. But it sucks that society holds to me. I think Aisha Curry, you know, she's she's Steph Curry's wife. Like, I uh, I admire his talent, but I don't hold no, I don't idolize any of these people. And I believe that's the biggest issue. I think people out here idolize these people to the point where they can't be themselves. Aisha being herself. Relationship goals. Relationship oh, goals. Oh, Lord. All right. Keys to game seven. Both teams. What, okay. What do both teams have to do to win? I mean, like I said, I, I honestly believe LeBron just taking over a game. 
that I don't I honestly don't think that's gonna work again because that's not a game plan. So my thing is I think I think the Cavs need to do that again if that's the only way they can win. That's fine, but I think that they need to also hope that other role players step up. Let let LeBron dominate if that's your game plan. I think it's a terrible one, and I really believe that because of the momentum shift that was given to them, that's why they're winning. So stick to that. I think Golden State just needs to play seventy three and nine basketball. I look at it. <laughs> I look at it like this: um, you have to make the role players. If you're Golden State, you have to make Cleveland's role players, Cleveland's bench, be effective because they're just not good. Their role players aren't good. Channing Fry is not good. Kevin Love is not good. Shumpert is not good. Delva Dova is not good. Richard Jefferson is defensively okay. Kyrie Irving's offensively okay. But overall, they're not good. So you have to expose them for not being good. For Golden State to win, you need that bench that you had in game one. And two. And two. Well, I, I give a lot of two to, to Draymond. But, well, but, but you need that bench because... You're without Andrew Bogut. You prob- if you do get Eagle Dollar, you're gonna have a limited Eagle Dollar. This wasn't no He's really hurting. He's this hurting wasn't no this wasn't no okay, I just need to stretch out and do something like that. No. His back is fucked. So Man, yeah. You need that bench. You need you yeah, need Barbosa. You need Barbosa Livingston to step the fuck up. Yeah, you need that. So if, if Golden State doesn't get that, you need that and Clay too. doesn't have I mean not Clay, but if Steph doesn't have his signature MVP game that I've been waiting on where he goes for an unconscious 45 50 points where he hits nine nine three pointers or something crazy like that it's gonna be tough but I still feel like I still feel like he has that game in him and now that he's fired up I feel like it's closer to the top I feel like he has that game in him but like I said since I picked Cleveland in six Cleveland actually one and six so I'm gonna pick Cleveland in seven okay I'm gonna say 100 to 108. <laughs> I guess I still got, I still gotta go with Golden State because they got the Oracle behind them, and that's and I think that bounces out the momentum. Yeah, Oracle is a, is a crazy stadium, and if Cleveland doesn't get on Golden State early and they let the fans the, they let the fans stay in the game, it's gonna be problems. Yeah, I go I go Golden State, uh, Clay MVP score. Uh, 114-110. So, quick question. If Clay's the MVP, it's two finals that the reigning MVP has not been the MVP of the finals. How good is he? He's as good as I said he was when, when I when I debated it months ago, off air. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy's the, guy's the best three-point shooter of all time. And that's it. That's literally all he is to me. And if that's all it took to be an MVP, then hey, I guess he deserved it. But it didn't get Ray Allen an MVP. I'm just saying it though, didn't it get didn't. Reggie Miller an MVP. Because I mean, to me, it's so it's so political that if you really want to be honest, like you said at the at the in, at the beginning of the the season of this podcast, um, Draymond should have been a you know been a, he's the MVP of that team. Absolutely. Even though I feel Clay is the best player on that team because he. All around he is, but I mean, I still Westbrook still would have had my vote. Yeah, you know for MVP. I don't really understand why he's unanimous till this day, but hey, that's why 
I'm a '90s, early 2000 kid when it comes to NBA. <laughs> I just, I just, I can't wait till Chicago's relevant again. That's that's all. All right. Well, with that being said, you got anything else? No, no, I don't got nothing else, man. Not this time. All right, man. Well, game seven on Sunday. I hope you enjoy it. This has been No Boundaries. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?